my name is Andrew, and this is the Who Dat Discussion, powered by Overtime Media. This is going to be another edition of the Who Dat Discussion. It's going to be a pre-recorded episode, as I am on vacation this week, but we will be back with you with another episode during the weekend to recap all the training camp news of this week. And then also, we do have an episode out on that came out last Thursday. And then on there, you can definitely review all the stuff we put out from the signing of Michael Thomas, which obviously was really, really big. And I'm so happy the Saints definitely got that done. And then also, we talked more about training camp, more about some signings by the Saints as they signed uh, running back Rob Kelly, as you know by now, and that's really what we are going to recap there, and that was put out last Thursday, and then our next episode will probably be put out either Saturday, something like that, I'm thinking be around there. This episode, I'm thinking it will go out during the week, I don't know which day yet, but obviously you'll know when you're listening to this. So, I think this is going to be more of a laid-back episode, as it's going to be pre-recorded, so... It's going to be a lot of questions. I sent out a tweet on Twitter to for you guys to send your questions, so we had a few questions there, and then we have a main topic this week, a fun one, and I just want to have fun this episode. I want to just keep things light and get ready for the Saints season as it's coming up quick, and I, just, I really just can't wait. Also, the Saints' first preseason game is August 9th, so when this goes out, we're probably going to have a preview um, of that game, or maybe we'll just have a recap there. Because that will be really interesting because I will probably have an episode. Maybe I'll send one out Saturday morning to recap the game. Or maybe I'll do one Thursday night to recap the game. Or maybe Friday morning before the game starts. I think that's going to be really interesting. And um, it should be fun. The season's coming on its way here. And I'm just so excited for these 2019 Saints. So, let's get started here. It's going to be a completely different order as it is on the usual podcast. We're going to start with our questions. And for the main topic this week, it's going to be about my five favorite players from the Saints roster right now. And it's going to be cool. Hope you guys agree with me. And it should be really, really fun. So, I can't wait for that as well. But we're going to start off with some Houdat Nation fan questions. And we're going to get this right going. But before we do, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion Podcast. So welcome back. We are going to now answer some Who Dat Nation fan questions. We did have three questions this week, and I thought all of them were very good questions. A lot about trading camp, as that is kind of the main thing that everybody is talking about right now. So I think that obviously it's really important and we're just going to get right into these three questions. So our first question is from SaintsFan9 and he asked, can you tell us more about wide receiver Emmanuel Butler? So Butler is an undrafted free agent. If you guys didn't know already, he's a player that's jumped onto the scene this year in training camp. He looks a lot like Marcus Colston coming out with very tall Good slot receiver build. He's got good hands. He's been able to make plays in this training camp, which is obviously really, really big. So so in looking at it, let's take a deeper dive on. He's got a lot of things. I have his combine stats here. I have his review here by NFL.com and his overview. And I think we're just going to get right into talking about some Emmanuel Butler. He's flashed. 
Let's put it that way. He's made some really nice plays on starting DBs, too. He made a good play on Eli Apple. He made a good play on P.J. Williams in the past. So he can play, and he's won one-on-ones, but that's usually an offensive drill there. And he's won 11-on-11s as well. 7-on-7s he's won. He's won every single drill they've done, and he's really promising. I'm probably looking like not an outside chance anymore, but I'd say a medium chance of making this team if he he can continue his body of work and if he could just put play after play after play the saints will definitely have to bring him on to the 53-man roster i think he's a great player he has a lot of great attributes and i think that it's going to continue should continue into the preseason and into the regular season if he makes this team i think that he could be a marcus colson type player he definitely has the ability to be a marcus colson type player but obviously he does have some down points which we'll get into a little later but when looking at it right now, I mean, if he shows out in the preseason, he's got to show out. He's got to have some big games in the preseason, and then I think he can make this team. But right now, he's doing good work, and I think he should just continue doing what he's doing, and then he should have a spot on the roster, or at least a spot in the practice squad, and maybe later on the roster if injuries happen and then stuff like that. So looking at his scouting report, it says Butler possesses the size and frame NFL teams want out of the perimeter and the slot but his 2000 tape failed to capture enough magic after missing 2017 in 2017 scouts were really surprised by him and they thought he'd be a good player going into that season and beyond but he was hurt in 2017 2018 he had a bad year and then really he's definitely now he's an undrafted free agent but he had impressive production 2015 2016 he has great downfield concentration you could definitely see that. He has good arm length. We see that. And he has good hands as a catcher. And he's got good hands. And he's light to bounce tacklers. I think that's good as well. And he's got, obviously, the NFL body that he can play. He played against lower-level cornerback competition, obviously, playing in a college, a low-level college. So that's obviously going to be a down point for him. He doesn't really have that much speed, kind of like Keith Kirkwood. But you can work on that and work to get him open. Like You don't have to be the fastest person to be the best receiver. So I think that definitely has something to do with it there. I mean, looking at it, he didn't even have a 40 time, which is what it is. And then 4.22, 20-yard shuttle, that shows how he's kind of quick around and a good route runner. Could be a good route runner, kind of quick around that. And I would say speed, it says hick tightness. He has restricts length downfield. So really, he can't get downfield vertically, which is, look, something that, look, he could be a better Keith Kirkwood. Yeah, I think it's a possibility, but he's not going to ever be that amazing receiver. Look, he could be a Marcus Colston getting the short yardage situations, red zone situations. I think he has a spot for the Saints on this team doing that stuff. Doing the deep ball stuff, that's not his stuff. We already knew that, though, coming into it. He's going to have to just be kind of a slot guy in short yardage situation, get touchdowns when the Saints need to, kind of like what Des Bryant was supposed to do. Let's see if he can do that just as good. But that's really what it is here for Butler. I think Butler could come up. He definitely has... he's a situational player that the Saints need and just happens they don't have the role for it so he can fill it very possible same with Keith Kirkwood same with Rashard Matthews doing a little different role but basically around the same thing so when coming out of it it's very possible he makes his team it's very possible that he goes out and shows out in the preseason and if he keeps on making these highlight reel plays he's going to prove a lot of people wrong as he should have been drafted and maybe he should have went you know 
in maybe the sixth, seventh round, or maybe even higher, because he could be a Marcus Colson type player. Would not be surprised by that. Coming out of a low level school, just like Colson did, showing out in training camp and having a big year. Let's see if it happens because it's it's definitely a possibility. I think here, I'm very high on Butler, which to me is very good, and I think he could be a player that can contribute in 2019. And I don't think that's enough on other guys. I think it's just how good he's playing. You look at these highlight reel catches, and you're like. Those are some really good plays. And obviously, Breeze was making some really good throws, but I think it matters for sure that he made some big plays. And then to transition off of that onto our next question, and that is from HudatFan94123. And he asks, Who is the player you like most from the UDFAs in camp so far? So I think the easy answer would be Emmanuel Butler, right? You would think that. I'm not going to just choose him because I. it's not just cheating, but. It's, I don't want to use that because there are a lot of other really good UDFAs that were in camp so far. Obviously, I know he wasn't this year's UDFA, but last year's UDFA. Sammy Cobbs came up, Keith Kirkwood, all those guys. But we won't even talk about them. I like what Devin Ozbozgu has done so far as well. Um, I, I would say I like Butler the most, but these are other guys that I just like as well. I like what Ozbozgu has done so far. He's been able to definitely have some really nice runs. He's had some, he's kind of like a Mark Ingram type player. He's had some bang runs where once he gets downhill running, he's a good player. And I think he could be a possible player for this team and do some really good stuff for the Saints. Porter Augustin made a few tackles. I think that was really good for him, which is very interesting there. Little Humphrey Jordan made a few plays, but not as much. So I think that is kind of interesting there. I wouldn't say that there's a lot of stuff that Gustin has done. Played pretty well also. Butler showed out, and you got to give it to him because I think he's a player that can come up in here and fill a role. I think he is who showed out the most. You look at these catches. They're just really solid catches. And to me, these things are just great. And what he's been able to do, I think he's definitely the player I've liked most. I've been most surprised by him. And I think he could be a player, a good player, a great player going on for the Saints in the role that he is. Look, obviously, he's not going to be number one receiver. He's not going to be a Mike Thomas. He'll probably never make the $100 million contract, but he can come up in here and do a big role for the Saints and do a dirty role for the Saints, and he's also a good blocker. So all these things put together, he could be a situational player for the Saints and fill a role that they need to be filled. So I think that's all really good stuff there. And then our final question is from Saints fan since 83, and he asked, now that Michael Thomas is signed, what is the implications of that in the future? So I guess you're just asking about for the Saints in the future and then also in the league. So we're going to talk about both. Starting with the league, it just means that the wide receiver position, players are going to get paid. Julio Jones will probably get paid more than Michael Thomas, which kind of maybe a little sour for Michael Thomas as he probably won't be the highest paid receiver for long. But I think that's okay for the Saints when looking at it. I mean, he knows he got his money. He got $100 million. He'll be the first guy in the record books that got that. Other, obviously, that's the big thing in the NFL. If you work hard, you're going to get paid. I think that's kind of what we know. If you play good, you work hard, you're going to get paid. And especially from the wide receiver position, next guys that's gonna that will be up to get paid, they're going to get paid even more than Michael Thomas. So this is the same thing that happened with Drew Brees in 2012. It's just keeping that precedent rolling about every receiver, top five receiver, top ten receiver that's up for a contract is going to get paid. So I think that's all very impactful stuff so i think that's obviously big and then for the saints to me this is big in the saints locker room number one now these players are all going to trust mickey loomis is that you know we're talking about alvin kamara Lattimore, players like that young players if they keep on doing their stuff doing some good stuff staying healthy making pro bowls bringing the saints close to a super bowl they're going to be they're going to get paid and they're going to get paid a lot 
So I think that's obviously really big, and that's going to keep your clubhouse morale up, your locker room morale up, which is really big. It shows that the Saints will pay their players. They will not let them go to free agency. That's really big. And to me, Michael Thomas is back. I did say this, and I'm going to say it again. Him coming back for training camp is huge. As Drew Brees said, this is where you lay the brick. And he's got to now catch up with that brick, and he's got to lay the brick. He's got to definitely be here just for the other receivers, the young receivers, the Manuel Butlers, the Keith Kirkwoods. He's got to be there for them. And now he's going to be able to do that. He got paid, so now it's time for him to come up. This is going to be a big thing. To get this done quick is really big. I said two episodes ago that the Saints, I wanted it to be done in the next week. And they did that. So... Kudos to Mickey Loomis. Hats off to Mickey Loomis. They got this deal done in the Saints front office. And I think that the implications here are huge. And I think that getting this deal done is just a very important thing. And they did it. So hats off to Michael Thomas. Hats off to Mickey Loomis. Hats off to Michael Thomas's agents there. All really good stuff. Good implications all around. Not one negative implication overall. The way his contract is situated, I don't think the Saints are really losing out at all. The one year, I think, is like 2023 where they have to pay him like $20 million. But besides that, they gave him a huge signing bonus that won't count against the cap. So, obviously, that's how Mickey Loomis is getting around that cap, which I think is really interesting stuff there. But before we get into our main topic of my five favorite Saints players in 2019, coming into the 2019 season as a fan, just going straight fan and fan service here, we're going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion Podcast. Welcome back into the Who Dat discussion. Now we're going to talk about my five favorite players heading into 2019. This is just straight off players I like to watch, players I like to listen to in the post games and stuff like that. And I don't even right now, guys, I'm going to be serious with you guys. I don't really have, I have guys in mind and I have my five guys, but the order right now, it can flip as we're going on. And I just think that it's going to be a really fun conversation and I just wanted this to be a little laid back because this is going to be pre-recorded and we'll get into our Saints news and our preview of the first Saints preseason game next episode there. So now top five, I'm going to get into it here. Now it's going to get interesting here. There's so many honorable mentors, so many players that I love on this Saints team. And it's going to, we're going to start with number five and that is going to be Marshawn Lattimore. And he's a player that he helped change this mold of this team. Coming back to 2016, this defense was just straight garbage. And they didn't have a good season. You bring in Lattimore. You bring in some other pieces. bring in Demario Davis last year. You bring in Anzalone. You bring in Okafor. You bring in Lattimore. You bring in other players like that. Ken Carly got better in 2017. You bring Eli Apple in 2018. And this is coming together. And it's becoming a really good defense. And he started that. Him, Cameron Jordan, those two guys, and Sheldon Rankins. Those three guys. Without those three guys, you're not going anywhere. He's a pro bowler. He changed this mold of this team around. This is going to be my team, Lattimore Island. I'll take your best receiver and I'll shut him down. And he's been able to do that with a lot of players. And he's battled with Julio Jones. To me, overall, he's been amazing. And he's a really fun player for me to watch. I love that he started the boom gang as well. Very good stuff. I just love what Lattimore is, what he's able to do. Obviously, I'm not going to really talk about stats that much, but... His stat line is very impressive, as you would expect. I mean, last year, I believe he only had two picks last year, but looking at his pro football focus grade, it was really good. And then looking at the actual stats, he had five interceptions in 2017, 
two in 2018, and then the playoffs. Look, he played out in the playoffs with two picks in the playoffs last year in that game against the Eagles, and he shows up. So you got to give him that too. He's a player, he's a dog, and he's my fifth favorite player on the Saints. I also have his shirt now, his t-shirt. So you can obviously see the top guys and probably going to have a jersey or a shirt or something because those are the guys that I just love the most. So now at number four, I'm going to go Mike Thomas here. And you may think this is pretty low, but I have three guys. I think you may know the three guys after this. <laughs> I mean, look, this is just the core of the Saints right now, what we're going off of. Michael Thomas is a dog. We all know that. He's going to go out, obviously got his money, but we don't even talk about the money right now. The stats stay for himself. I don't have to say it again for him. But look at his, look, just the stuff that he does is just goes, oh, what a play by Michael Thomas. Those playoff, that playoff game in against the Eagles and then against the Vikings in last year, 2017, and then against the Panthers, 2017 as well, the wild card game, he shows up. He shows up when you need him most. He makes a big catch when you need him most. And he has that chip on his shoulder. He works really hard. And those are the things you admire as a fan. This guy wants to play for the Saints. He wants to win a title. And he has respect for their team's elders. He has respect for Drew Brees. So much respect. Overwhelming amount of respect here. Overall, Thomas is a player. That's my one of my favorites because of that. He's able to be a fan favorite. He's been able to be a dog on the field. He's able to be a one guy in the locker room that everybody can trust. Everyone knows Mike's going to come up, Mike's going to play, and he sets the tone. This team's attitude was very different before Michael Thomas. Now, everybody, he brought that culture. If we're talking about culture, I think that's a big thing in this topic, and that's what I really love in players. He, When you can bring a unique culture to a locker room, that's when I really love you, and he's been able to do that. He's a player. He's a competitive spirit. He's a silent player, silent leader, and he comes up and does some really good stuff, and what he does on the field is, you know, next to none. So I think he's just a really great addition, and I love him. So maybe fourth is not. People are going to think, oh, you should put him higher, but that's just what I feel there. Number three is going to be... Now these are the three players I actually have jerseys for right now. I have three Saints jerseys right now, and I'll tell you the three guys. It's Drew Brees, Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Cam Jordan. I have old jerseys. I have a Marcus Colson jersey. This is just older jerseys that I'll still wear, but... Because of, they're obviously not on the team, so I can't put them on this. I have a Colson jersey, I have a Vilma jersey. I actually have a Keenan Lewis jersey, which is kind of interesting as well. So those are like my big ones. I'm not going to wear the Keenan Lewis one, but I'll wear the other two ones as they're big to the Saints Super Bowl run and just that whole era of Saints runs. So now these three guys that we're into though right now is going to be Cameron Jordan, Breeze, Alvin Kamara, and number three is going to be Alvin Kamara. This guy here, guys... Alvin Kamara, one of my favorite players, really, out of any Saints team. Number one, his relationship with Mark Ingram was just so great. He always has a smile on his face. I just love the personality that brings. He's just such a unique guy. Obviously, he has a nose ring. He has the dreadlocks. But with the stuff that he's able to do, he wears, like, the tape on his arms. He's a very unique guy. And he says, if you don't get me, then you don't have to talk to me. Such a, And I feel like he has a, sh- a chip on his shoulder. And you definitely see that. Because he was drafted in the third round. Players said he wasn't going to come up, be very good. And the second I saw him break off that huge run against the Chargers in 2017 preseason, I knew this he was going to be special. And it was just a matter of time. It came up. In 2017, he had a grind for playing time early. Everyone forgets that. And he was able to grind, get past Mark Ingram, get past Adrian Peterson, and was able to be that workhorse by the end of 2017 and into 2018. He's the guy that makes the Saints 
offense role in my opinion he does so many great things he can run the ball to the outside he runs great in zone running he can run up the middle he can really good red zone runner too very good in the red zone he runs the best option route by running back probably ever which to me is saying something he can run that route i mean you can't stop it one-on-one and you saw it in the nfc championship game breeze just went boop 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 and it's hard to do that over and over again and get you downfield for a touchdown but that that was the saints offense in that game it was just because they were going one-on-one. They ended up double-teaming Michael Thomas, so they single-teamed Alvin Kamara, and he just went off. That's why. So he's been able to do that, and he does some really good stuff. We know what Alvin Kamara can do on the field. And then the way he's able to break tackles and have some highlight reel plays is something I've never seen. Really never seen. He makes some plays, and so does Michael Thomas, but more Alvin Kamara just makes plays where I say just, wow. Just, wow. Like, what a play. The toughness that he has, the balance, the the ways I've seen him get hit and him stay up and keep going is amazing. He hurdles over guys, he gets he pushes through guys, he jumps over them, he spins past them, and he's overall just and he's a great character as well. He's going on with Deion Sanders, and we'll see what he can do without Mark Ingram. But he's just a likable guy. He can I think he can hold the, the workload for the whole backfield. I think he's a player that the Saints will use in the future. I think they'll sign him long term, and I think he could be a player here. That just does some really good stuff here. And then my second favorite player, I think everyone knows now at this point who I'm going to go, and that's going to be Cameron Jordan. Saints just signed him long-term, and he's the leader of this defense. This defense was ranked 13th last year, and it wouldn't have been even close to that without Michael, uh, without Cameron Jordan. He's the heartbeat of this defense. He's what Drew Brees is to the offense that Cameron Jordan... He's what Drew Brees is to the offense. That's what Cameron Jordan means to this defense. He does so many great things. He's the leader there. He's the captain of the defense. He's obviously been able to get the sacks, but he's amazing against the run. And you know what sold me on Cameron Jordan, is why he's my second favorite player, is in that Dallas game, he played really amazing. The defense played really good. The Saints, I know we ended up losing the game, but what did he, usually it's Drew Brees making the clutch play. And this is when I thought it was now different, this 2018 team. That's why I thought they were going to go all the way. It was this point. Cameron Jordan comes up there, and no one's going to talk about this anymore. I'm probably going to be the only one. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys were in the red zone. They're driving. They're going to ace this game. They're up by like three points or something. And I believe it was second down or third down. Cameron Jordan, around the edge, around the blind side, sat, strip sack, picks up the ball, gets the fumble. So strip sack fumble for him all on one play. He was getting double teamed. He got by their, um, their left tackle, and he, was, and he got the sack on Prescott. Gives puts the Saints in position to at least tie the game up. Does not happen. But players don't do that. Those clutch players, it you need a certain gene for that. You need to go up in that situation and do that. The Saints, obviously on offense, breezes that. And now we have player on defense that can do the same thing. And I thought that was just really big. The Saints needed a sack. And they not only needed a sack, they needed a sack fumble there. And he was able to do it. Come up and make a huge play. And ever since then... Huge. Obviously, I love the level celebration. He's great off the field, great in the community. He's uh, He does a lot of different things from the Lions' perspective, as I said. Stops the run, tackle for losses. He obviously gets the sacks. He tips balls at the line. He does everything you want. And to me, he's just pro's pro, amazing player, and he deserves all the money he has. He deserves all the, re- the recognition he gets because he's just one of the best players in my mind. And he deserves it, and Cameron Jordan, obviously, he's going to be one of my favorite players here, favorite player on the defense because of that. Now, number one, it's Drew Brees. It's the heart of the city. It's the St. Drew rebirth. It was all 
because of him, it wouldn't have been possible, I think, because without Drew Brees. He's a player that comes up in here, 2006, when I start really becoming a fan, and he he's the one that hooked, I think, a lot of Saints fans onto being a Saints fan, and without him, who knows where this this whole team would be, this franchise, they could be in San Antonio if it wasn't for out, without Drew Brees, and I fully believe that. Savior of the city brings this team a Super Bowl, but besides that, obviously he's a surefire number one pick. But he puts up, he was the guy, and they always talk about it because I'm from New York, I'm a Mets fan for baseball, and they always talk about David Wright was the one that would always answer the questions when the team wasn't doing well day to day. And that was Drew Brees for a pretty good amount of time, four to five years, three years in a row. He was the guy they went to when they had a big loss. He was the guy they went to when they lost that Broncos game when they blocked the extra point after Breeze took him back to get him in the league and they blocked the extra point and they brought it back for two points. Breeze was the, Breeze was the guy. They went right to Breeze. He answered those questions like a professional. He did it year after year after year when this team wasn't good. I give so much props to players that do that and none of these players that were also listed were in that situation yet and I hope they never are but if they, if they are, this is a certain kind of leader he is. Everyone in the NFL respects him. He's a pro's pro. Just like Cameron Jordan is, he's amazing in the community, he's a great family man, he's been really a father figure to a lot of players on this team as well. So he's a player that can come up, do some really good stuff, some legendary stuff. I was at the game, my first game ever in the Superdome, and he comes up and breaks the record. It was, to me, my best Saints moment that I have saw live, obviously, and probably my second favorite Saints moment ever, besides winning the Super Bowl and maybe going to the Super Bowl, those two moments. Behind that, best moment. Everyone in the city loves him. He's just... And to me, it's no one... And New York, obviously, it's a love-hate town. But I think other towns are like this, too. Not, they have unwavering love for this guy. And they, he deserves it. Amazing player. My favorite player. Will always be my favorite player. And look, great player. And that's all I can say. That seems just speechless because he was legendary. First ballot Hall of Famer. Definitely ringing up Ring of Honor. His number will be retired. No one will ever wear a nine again. He'll have a statue outside the Superdome. And hopefully he could bring not one but two rings to the Saints here. And hopefully they can win one while he's still on this team. So that's all I think we have for this episode. If you like this episode and you like my, the podcast and you like what I'm doing here, you can follow us on Twitter at the this on Instagram at Who Discussion. Then also, you could subscribe to our iTunes, YouTube account, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play, and anywhere you listen to your podcast, we are on there. So, I really can't wait for this season to start. Preseason first game starts August 9th against the Vikings, and we're going to have a preview on that in our next episode, and I can't wait for that. So, with all that said, I want to say thank you. Finish the deal and who dat?